There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hello, everybody. Dr. Busby and ToeGrips.com. ToeGrips.com is the place to go for all of your doggy stuff, your doggy stories and your doggy blogs and your doggy uh, treats when it comes to the good stuff that'll help your dogs get around better. We were actually talking about that today, watching how well Luther gets around. And I think it's because he takes the Encore Mobility Supplement. In fact, I'm very confident. It definitely Cause, helps. Because, like, you look at him, he's, he's 10 but, like, a lot of time, he does not look like he's 10. And there are 10-year-old dogs that don't get around too good, but Luther does because he takes the Encore Mobility Supplement. Of course, there are other uh, things uh, on the website. The blog is the big thing, obviously, answering every question you're going to have about your dog. If you have a question, Dr. Busby more than likely has the answer for you. So if I were you, I would go to toegrips.com, check that out, search the different stories she's got, search the different products she's got. Maybe send her an email, just say hello. Uh, Follow her on Instagram and all the other outlets. YouTube, she's got a YouTube channel. Follow Dr. Busby on socials and everything else because she is outstanding and we love Dr. Busby. So uh, make sure you check her out, toegrips.com. If you make a purchase, it's 10% off using the promo code LUTHER. That is L-U-T-H-E-R. LUTHER is the promo code. So uh, make sure you check that out, toegrips.com. That is toegrips.com with our great friend, Dr. Busby. 10% off using the promo code LUTHER. And I'm telling you, the blog is outstanding, answering tons of questions, toegrips.com. We love Dr. Busby. Let's go. This is the Josh Innes Show. Howdy, everybody, and welcome in. It's Josh and Jelly. Glad you are spending some time with us. How are you, Jelly? I'm good. Your sister's just texting me. Apparently, they got a new kitten. Oh, my uh, my sister has a cat? Is lost. So that they've lost the cat, like, like out, in, out like in the streets? No, she doesn't know. So why does this concern you? I don't know. But I was like, oh, like, 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 I don't really know anything about cats. I can't really They're assholes. Offer much Ask, how about this? Say, where do assholes hang out? And then that will be where the cat is. I guess your husband thinks maybe their dog ate it. Wouldn't that be something? I don't know. Like, okay, first of all, he's a fucking idiot. Bless his heart. <laughs> but, like, if that dog would have eaten that cat, there would have been some remnants of it somewhere. But yeah. it's like, how big was the cat? Tiny. Okay, maybe it ate the cat. I take that back, Brian Perrant Jr. Maybe you're not as dumb as I thought. My gut. So now, so again, how does this concern you? Like, are you going to have the answers know. to where the cat is? Hey, I know you're a thousand miles away in I Tennessee. Can you help me find my fucking cat? <laughs> I'm going to turn on my FaceTime and walk around the house. Tell me if you <laughs> fucking see anything. Like, like what's that going to do? Oh, God, we got our own concerns here. Well, that's the breaking news here in Baton Rouge. Breaking news in Baton Rouge is my sister bought a cat for some reason, and now the cat may have been eaten by the dog. It's a or kitten. Alf. Did anybody see Alf? How about that? And they already have, what, like two other cats and two dogs, and now they got this kitten? Well, 
had this. <laughs> well, oh, I don't think. Now, you would not want, you would not like it if you had a little animal and someone was oh, already no. speaking of it in past tense. Well, that's why I feel bad, but I'm like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do to help the situation. Here's what you do. You say, Emily, the fucking cat's dead. Go get a new one. <laughs> I offered, like, your advice. I said, Josh thinks if, you know, Jade ate the cat, maybe there would be... Yeah. A crime scene? Yeah, you'd see something or there'd be blood on the dog's face or something. I don't know. <laughs> but we got our own animal concerns because I saw a story. I don't know if you saw this one today, and I might regret bringing this up, but knowing you, you probably saw it. Like, apparently in the Green Hill area over here, which is right down the road from us, people have been spotting coyotes. Oh, fuck. Yep, I shouldn't have told you. But, uh, but I asked all of the listeners, and they seem to be very smart folks, and they are of the belief that the coyote will not get in our backyard as long as we have a fence. But I see. But I've heard they can jump them. They can climb them. But like, listen, these are these are hill- also our fence is falling down. I understand that. I understand that. But it's important to note as it relates to the, this coyotes. These are people. These are down home cooking people. These are salt of the earth people. Okay. They know more about what coyotes and foxes and other critters do than we do. That's true. They are they are country folk, and they all called the radio station today, and they said that coyote ain't scaling no damn fence. That's what they said. Yeah. I I said that. I said, and then Battle shows me some video of like a, a coyote jumping over a chain link fence. Yeah, because the fucker might have grabbed onto the chain link fence and jumped over. He ain't getting over no goddamn wood fence. The wood fence is falling down. All that coyote has to do is lean against it, and it will fall over. Well, okay. But he ain't gonna. And guess what? I go out there in the morning and every time we take Luther out when it's dark and I flash the damn flashlight and everything else to make sure everything's fine. So I don't think Luther's going to get eaten by a coyote. What if there's a coyote lurking? Okay. What, what, what do you mean if there's a coyote lurking? Like what if you're far away from Luther and the coyote just grabs But him? I'm not. I'm never far away from Luther in the dark. In the morning, I walk out there with him with the flashlight at four in the morning. He starts eating grass and shit. And I'm like, Luther, and I'm waking up the whole damn neighborhood. Actually, I'm not because these, again, are down home cooking people. And they're all up at like 3.30 in the morning getting in their rigs and driving trucks and shit. So I'm not really waking anybody up, but I'm yelling with, you know, you know, Luther, stop eating the grass, asshole. Like, that's what I do, you know, at four in the morning. I, I don't think the coyotes are going to be an issue. I hope not. I don't think that's going to be a problem. But I knew I, sh- I thought maybe you had seen it. But then again, if you would have seen it, you would have sent it to me. So I, I guess I just outed the situation and made it worse now by telling you this. But apparently there are coyotes in the area. So I mean, now, there's always been coyotes in the area. It just matters if they're active. But then again, like, you didn't have an issue when we would go walk Luther at the trail in, in Houston, and these assholes had a legitimate picture of a coyote on a sign that says there's a coyote has been sighted yeah, here. But we would not go on that side of the arboretum where the coyote warning signs were. Well, either way, point being in all of this is there's coyotes out there. Now, B. Jones says get him a coyote vest. I'm not going to do that. Those are expensive, too. And you, you look like goddamn Mad Max or, you know, like it's it's really weird. I'm not going to put him in a coyote vest. Uh, so anyway, uh, glad you guys are with us today. Speaking of things in my area, there's a couple of things. One, so we were just over at the Publix picking up some barbecue sauce for our crock pot pork that we're making today. A little, po- a little pork action. Very tasty. You didn't tell me that like multiple, like. These coyotes have killed multiple dogs. I didn't remember that part. I wasn't listening. So I didn't know that they, I didn't, I didn't hear that. I didn't hear Now, yeah. a nice gentleman called and said, hey, how big is your dog? He's 30 pounds. Oh, he, he, he can handle his own with a coyote. Oh, no. So, I mean, I think Luther now, hey, listen, again, these are hillbillies. They know. 
They know this shit. I don't. We're city folk. No, but I mean, like, with Luther, when you say 30 pounds, like, he's not a big dog. He's stocky. He is. I think he might be able to fuck up a coyote. He may. Like, apparently, these coyotes are very light. Basically, they're just, like, mangy dogs. They're, like, shitty, out-of-shape dogs. They're, like, they're all built like Kid Rock. Like, coyotes are the Kid Rock of dogs. Kind of trashy, kind of mangy, very wiry, uh, probably hopped up on something. Love America. Like, that's what they are. So I think Luther'd be okay. Also, a, a question out of the shoot from Not a Fanboy. Did I miss the update on the wasps? The wasps have been taken care of. The folks from uh, Orkin came yesterday, yep. and Jilly was here. What did they do? How did they I get rid of them? I that shit. He went back there. He had, like, a little pole, and he just fucked. Well, first he sprayed it with this instant kill spray, and, like, 14 fucking wasps came out. Turns out there was some sort of hornet that he said was even worse than wasps, like, aggressive-wise and, like, painful-wise if they would sting you. Yeah. Well, like, 14 of them just fell out dead. And he uses a little stick. It's amazing how many of them can fit in there. It's knocked, like not a huge space. Knocked out like four, uh, four nests. They had a more boy on the side behind the grill. Oh boy, that's yep. fun. So we took care of those waspers. Yep. Get you some of that. Wasps. But he did confirm that the uh, paper bags should work, but I guess we didn't change them enough, so they have to be like fresh looking paper bags to really keep uh, the carpenter bees and the wasps. Best away. believe that shit that we took care of that. And didn't have to pay a dime for it. Speaking of not paying a dime, I got a story. I got a lot of stories today. I got one about the fat lady at the Publix that I don't think is really handicapped. That's I'll start there really quick because that's not a long one. We were just over at um, at Publix, and um, uh, you know we parked there. There was a spot right next to the handicap spot. There was this fat woman walking out, and one of the girls there working in the Publix pushed her cart out, and she was parked in a handicap spot. She didn't seem handicapped. She just seemed fat. I think she was handy fat. That's a new term you've that's come a, up that's with? A, that's a term I've come up with. I've coined it. I'm going to put it on shirts. That bitch was handy fat. I saw nothing wrong. She could walk totally fine, yet she had some skinny little twig girl pushing her cart. And then she sat her ass down while the, uh, the girl was unloading all of her shit. She was handy fat. And I think it's about time we start acknowledging the fact that these fat people are lazy and they're getting by and getting handicapped stickers and parking in all the good spots and taking them from legit handicapped people because they're just fat. Tennessee gives off the vibe as like it's a place where like fat people will pretend to be handicapped. That's a very southern states thing. Fat people like, oh no, <laughs> I'm handicapped. I think that happens in all states. Uh, it's, it's a southern states thing. Also, it, not to go back to the coyotes. Okay. Are you still looking at coyote stories? Well, because... I'm talking about handy fat people, and now you're going back to the damn coyotes. Well, because, like, in one section of the story, they say Green Hill. In the next story, they say Green Hills, which is not near us. Okay, okay, here's the thing, then. So which one Well, because I asked that of Battle today, because he said it was, he said Green... He said Green Hill. Well, that's what the first sentence here says. But is it Green Hills? I don't know. It says neighbors And I can't Green trust Hill. Battle to have it right. So, I, like, I just assume he's wrong have all the time. I've been warning each other. And then you scroll down, and it's like, uh, where's the one part? Yeah, more than four people in the Green Hills area told them their small pets were lost to coyotes. So, Green, uh, Green Hills? Hills? Like, that's, like, in the city. Green Hills is like more of an urban area than this well, one. Well, there's a lot of forest preserves there. There are, but it's a far more urban area than we're in. Like, I mean, we're more like we're kind of out here. So, so I need to like I need clarification. 
It's off of Estes Road. Like, well, look there, up Estes Road. There's a hundred Estes Road. How is that possible? How is there more than one Estes Road? How is there like seven old Hickory Boulevards here? There just are. Anyway, so you keep looking that up and I'll keep bitching about the fat people until you get the answer to your question. Not a fanboy asks, what if it was a fat military vet who has a DV license plate? Because this was a big hefty lady person walking around in her oversized uh, stretchy pants and having, like, if you can, like, here's my issue. If you can walk your fat ass out of the Publix, then someone doesn't have to push your cart. How about that? If you are capable of walking, why is somebody else pushing your cart? And why are you in a handicap spot? And then she like sat like in the trunk of her minivan too while this poor girl was like unloading all of her groceries. The, the girl she had going out there was probably like a 17-year-old high school kid. She looked like she weighed 80 pounds and this heifer of a woman's just waddling out behind her and then sits down in the back of her car and waits for this girl to unload her stuff. And She's she handy fat. She was giving orders of what to put where in the trunk too. She is handy fat. Thank you. So anyway... Uh, let's see. Uh, anyway, D Hess says being back in PA sucks. All I want to do is chills in the Creek back in rapid city with some silver bullets. Life is tough that way. Trevor says, Josh, this happens in Florida. So I agree with you. Well, Florida's probably like the apex of where all this, like the Mecca, the Mecca of, of handy fats is probably Florida, but Tennessee has got to be up there as well. Another thing about Tennessee, I got a lot of stories today and there's very nice people here. Cause I know we got people that listen. I've seen the numbers actually go up, up, up on this podcast for Tennessee, which is very cool. Now, Tennessee has become our third most uh, uh, active state when it comes to people who listen to the podcast. It's Texas. Pennsylvania, New Jersey, or Florida or New Jersey, and then uh, Tennessee. Well, that would be fourth. Okay, it's third or fourth. It's third or fourth. doesn't matter. It's one of the top ones. You're glamorizing. Well, I'm just telling you it's one of the top ones. So the folks are very nice. Here's the problem with people in Tennessee is they, they don't really have the ability to know what part of the conversation is relevant and what is it. They just go, right? So we're walking Luther last night, and we're walking through the neighborhood. And you know how you give like a perfunctory kind of like, you know, nod or, you know, like, uh, like hello, how you doing? And they say, hey, man, how are you? Good. All right, have a good one. Yep. The thing is, they don't understand that. They don't understand that, that, like, when you ask someone how they're doing, it's not because you legitimately give a shit about how they're doing. It's because that's just kind of the nice thing to do, and you're not expected to legitimately tell people how you're doing. Well, Tennessee people don't really get that. So we're walking with Luther, and there's this guy standing out by his truck, right? There's, like, a, an RV parked, like, a Cousin Eddie RV parked in the driveway. He's by his truck out in front. Guy goes, hey, uh, uh, we say, hey, man, what's up? How are you? No, he asks, does it does first. He goes, hey, how you folks doing? Hey, man, we're doing very good, man. How are you? And we're walking. We're not stopping. It's just one of those like quick like, hey, bud, good to see you. And right. we walk. Say hi to the neighbor. We hey. walk and we go, right? So what happens? He comes back to us and we go, hey, but how you doing, man? Well, brother, rock hit my windshield. <laughs> I'm like, man, that's tough, man. And then he goes into a full-on breakdown of the rock hitting his truck. Mind you, we're walking away. We're not stopping. We're not acting like we're engaged in this conversation. We do not care about this conversation. Yeah, we are not interested. People in Tennessee just love to talk. Like, they will tell you your whole life story. You will know everything about some person. Like, 
it's fascinating. It's like, you know, it's, it's Southern hospitality, I guess, but like people in Tennessee, Tennessee love to talk. But they, they also love you... to talk about their lives. Yeah, and oh, they yeah also you'll find like out to... somebody's whole life story. And they love to tell you their life story without actually, like about people you've never heard of. But they never tell you who those people are. They just talk like you know them. So it's like, well, I was, your damn rock hit my truck. It's like, yeah, yeah, how about that? He goes, yeah, we were driving in from California, me and me and Billy. We were driving in from California, damn rock, damn wind, hitting our windshield. And, like, we're literally miles away walking away now. We're like a football field away, and he won't shut up. And I'm like, dude, like, I appreciate you, but, my God, like, I don't care. What if, what if he listens to this podcast? Then, then I'm just going to tell you, I have nothing against you. I just don't give a shit. Like, I don't care about the rock hitting your windshield. When someone asks, hey, how's your day? No one cares about how your day is. But, like, at least this was in the neighborhood, to defend him a little bit. Like, most people that aren't us actually know their neighbors and actually talk to their neighbors and sometimes go over to their neighbors' but that, houses. But that guy is way over there. It's not like the people across the street. No, but you There's no reason for us to guy uh, know a guy a mile away. I don't know that guy. I don't know the people here either. I know our dude that might shoot somebody if they try to break into our house. That's it. But as we talked about the other day, you, you even try to avoid eye contact with him. You just don't like to say hi to anybody. That's not true. I'll say, hey, fear. how are you? I don't want to talk to people. I know. Though. I don't want to talk to anybody. And as I said, you ignored a five-year-old kid the other day. Well, what kind of, what, what, down. what would our, like, I talk to battle every day. I have plenty of conversations but with five-year-old kids. But he waved right kids. at you, and he loves Luther, and you just, like, powered right through. Well, listen, man, what kind of conversation am I going to have with a five-year-old? What are we going to talk about? Well, you could have at least waved back. Like, what am I going to say? Like, hey, do you think the Cardinals are going to pull off a trade for Soto? What kind of conversation am I going to have with a five-year-old? You just wave back and let him pet the dog, which is what he wanted to do? Well, I mean, Luther was walking, too. You can blame him. You can blame Luther for that. Luther didn't want to get pet by that kid, either. You never know. Maybe that kid's like a mongoloid and would have hurt him. You don't know. Well, he's pet him before, so I don't think that's the case. All I'm saying here is I don't care to make small talk with neighbor people. I don't dislike them. I have nothing against them. I just don't want to talk. I talk for a living. I get tired of talking. You know? What kind of five-year-old, what are we going to talk about? Hey, like, what do, you, hey, what do you think about Tannehill? You think you know, think they got enough help for Tannehill this year? I mean, what about Vince? Wave. How about Vince leaving WWE? Oh, wave at the kid, and the mom goes, oh, yeah, he loves dogs. Like, we've seen them a hundred times, and you ignore everybody. Like, I don't. I'll, like, I'll say, how, howdy. I gotta, here's very what I, rarely do you do Here's what hello. I've got to learn. Very rarely do you do that. Here's what I've got to learn. I need to stop asking how you doing and learn a new greeting. That's like, a better idea. Because if I ask a question, I'm leaving it open for them. You're gonna say hi. I how gotta be like, don't say how you doing. Howdy. Sorry. I'm just gonna say howdy, folks. Howdy, folks. And then that's it. And and that's because if I ask them, it's on me at that point. I blame myself for asking them. Again, I have nothing against any of the people here. I just like to be left alone. I don't want to have, I don't need friends. I don't need neighborly friends. I don't need to go over and have a little powwow or sit around and like wait for, wait for intruders to come in so we could shoot them and shit. Like that didn't do anything for me. Well, I mean, I'm I sure they're it fine. Be, it would be nice to have friends. It would be, but it ain't going to be these folks. It might've been. It, it was nice gonna, when we first moved here yeah, and then like, nice. we just never really. Yeah, these aren't our people. Like this is not our crew. No one's your people. No, they are. Radio people are my people. You hate radio people. But all my friends are radio people. And the members of Gist Nation, like Brad Hall, who will send me messages and I'll respond to him, we'll text each other. Yes, but none of me and people are MW Sogrover, Ace. And th these are, I get that. We can't hang out with them, obviously. But like, I'm, these are not our people. We're not going to be friends with these folks. You what are we going to do? 
What are we going to do? Hey, you want to take me for a ride in your fucking rig, dude, across the street? Like, what are we going to do? Sometimes neighbors just hang out with each other and have barbecues or drink beer or just say, you know, have casual conversation. I don't want to do that. Watch each other's dogs sometimes. I, that's nice. I don't want to do that. And you wouldn't trust these people to watch Luther. If I knew them, I but would. But you wouldn't. All you would do is worry the whole time. You go, do you think Luther's getting along with their dog? Do you think they're fighting? Do you think Luther peed on something? Do you think Luther's okay? Well, no, Should we leave? Because if they were friends with Do you think me, he tore down their blinds? If we were friends, I would be able to just text them and say, what's he doing? Like when Denise and PK used to watch Luther. But those are our legit friends. Well, they weren't at first. Yeah. If they would have lived across the street from us, they never would have been because you wouldn't have talked to them. I get that. But that didn't happen. They are our friends and they've been our friends for a decade. I like, bless these people's hearts. Well, it took They're you fine. a little longer because again, you didn't really talk to them at first. Okay, that's fine. That's how I am. Why does that make me a bad person? It doesn't. Like, it's like people same. hear me on the radio and they're like, oh, you're such a wacky guy. Why are you so quiet in person? Because that's how I am. The red light goes on. I'm not a practice player, bro. I'm a red light primetime player. When the light goes on, I'm ready to dance and sing and shout and everything. Then when the lights go down and it's practice time, I'm like, bro, I'm not here to practice. I don't need this shit. I, I perform when the lights are on, which is either on the radio or when I've had a lot to drink. Those are the times that I perform. Otherwise, I'm not here for your small talk. I'm just not into it. Does it make me a dick? Maybe. Does it make me any more of a dick than me calling that fat handicapped person a handy fat? I don't know. Maybe I'm a dick. Maybe that's just who I am. Not a fanboy says Josh is on the spectrum. I don't think that's, I don't think that's it. I don't believe I am. I think you just may have like social anxiety. Oh, I think I, well, I think, I think to a degree, everybody does. Like, I think I have social anxiety, like a very, like a tinge. I have a tinge of social anxiety because like, I just, I'm not comfortable talking in groups of people that I don't know. And I'm in my mind, I'm like, why the fuck do these people want to talk to me? I don't want to talk to them. And then like, and then like, what if they, I say something like, oh, that's the radio guy thinks he's big shit talking about all of his shit he's got. Like, no, I don't care. Like, I just, I'm like, I, just, I, I don't think, know. I think you've just become too comfortable in just having relationships and friendships with people where you never actually see them. Oh, totally. It's a good time. Like, you know, you talk to the one guy on the radio here and I'm like, we should maybe just go meet up one day. Like, let's go hang out. Let's actually meet this. No. Wait, who's that? Know. There's a radio. Oh yeah. Oh, hoops. Who you'll never actually meet. I might. I might meet hoops. We talk with him. It's just, it's, I, I, or I don't. multiple radio people who will tell you, hey, you're in my city. Let's meet up for a beer. And then we don't. No. I, well, I think we've met up with people before. I can't name them, mm -hmm. but we've met up with them. If we went to Houston, we'd meet up. i meet up with Jim Mudd. Because you know Jim. Yeah. Do you want me to go meet up with some rando I don't know? That no, sounds but like, stupid. These are people that you've been talking to for like a year or two years, three years, and you've never actually met them in person. Because I, that's the, that's think, the I don't think you know how to have an actual friendship anymore. No, that's not true. I think it is. I think you rely only on text messages and like Twitter messages. And not true. Now you're saying to make friends? Yes. Or to like uh, hang out with people you already know? No, to like actually like meet somebody and say, okay, now we're friends kind of thing. Like, I don't think I you don't know feel, how to do that. But, but I became friends with Brad Hall and, and all these folks and we met them. We didn't know them in person before. I brought Ace Gilmore a present to work one day. Yeah, you did. I did. I, I saw her in person and the mean lady at the front desk. Maybe she and I are friends. And I'm very friendly with the ladies at the gym because they seem to like me for some reason because they put on music that I like and I sing to it when I work out seven days in a row. Thank you. A lot of Drink Houston type tunes were on today in the gym, by the way. Dirty Bit was on. Mm. Made me think of Wolf Boy. Dirty Bit mm, made me think of Joel. Joel's a friend. I miss him. You know what happens when you make friends? They die, and then it's sad. 
Well, no, and I know people that? in here are like, it's difficult to make friends in your 30s. I get that, but I guess maybe it's more me than you, or like, I would like to have a couple people that we actually, even acquaintances with. That's fair. Look, I get it. But like, here's, and I also think it'd be easier, like 10 years ago, because remember, most of our friends are still from radio, one way or the other, that we know that we're tight. Yes. So it would be that way. If we were, say, in a situation where there were more than three people at the radio station, if this were like a real radio thing where you were there every day and there were tons of salespeople and there were other radio people up there, I think it'd be easier. I don't see anybody. I literally see Battle. And I see Jonathan every other day. And as far as Battle and Jonathan go, like, one's 40 minutes one way, one's 45 minutes the other way. Yeah. They got kids. Well, I mean, if you'd like, I can inquire about hanging out with someone from one of the other stations. I like I'll be like, hey, Wayne D from 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 you know the big ninety eight. You want to hang? Want to have a hang, bro? Like I like I don't know. Look, at it, and it's different here for us too because we are not like in the city anymore. Like it's a commitment for us to go meet up with people. Yeah. And I mean, it kind of happened the last time in Houston too. Like I would say we didn't really have any friends per se. Yeah. When we were at seven ninety, I mean, you had Jim, but Jim was forty five minutes away and. Task seated. Yeah. And everybody on, on 790 was older. You know, like it was just a perfect storm of shit when we were at 610 because everybody was like all similar age. Like we weren't running the roads with Mark Vandermeer and John Lopez. Yeah. But like me and Ben and Bootsy and Meltzer were all kind of the same age. All the people on your station are about the same age. We all hung out. Well, and everyone kind of lived in the same area, which also made it easy. So. Anyway, all right, so, oh, I didn't even, I mean, I've, I know I've been telling nothing but stories here. We haven't gotten into anything of any substance. I understand that. I mean, the Astros lost last night. They're also uh, maybe trying to trade for Josh Bell, which I'm in for because Yuli sucks. He got old really fast and trying to win a World Series, so why not? Um, so there's that. I'd be down for that. You know what I was looking at the other day is, because uh, I do the show in Detroit, so I was looking for, you know, Detroit shit to talk about. And I thought about Verlander and the way he pitched on, what was it, Saturday he pitched, I think. And he was just dominant on Saturday. And I was thinking about the fact, like, I, I forgot what they had traded to get Verlander. And I went back and looked at the trade. And by the way, I, I should say the, the trade we pulled off to get Verlander. Right, of course. And, uh, and the three dudes they traded are completely worthless and not in the bigs anymore. They're like minor league dudes for Detroit. And that was a lot of people's argument with that. It's like, well, we can't give up the farm for Verlander. And they and ultimately, though, they didn't give up the key pieces. And that's why Jeff Luno is so good. They didn't give up the key pieces to, like, they didn't give up Kyle Tucker, for instance, or guys like that that became, you know, perennial big-time players. They didn't do that. Like, Jeff Luno basically bent over Alavila, but what we know about Alavila, who's the general manager of the Tigers, is he's fucking terrible. But, like, you look at what you gave up, and that's what people do a lot, is they'll say, oh, we can't give up the, these young studs. Like, the Cardinals people are dealing with that now. They're like, how do we give up our number one farmhand? I don't know, because Juan Soto is proven to be fucking good, and you've got him for, like, two and a half more years after this under team control? Like, why not? Like, oh, because you think this shortstop kid that's in Memphis or whatever right now is going to be good? What if he's nothing? Keep in mind, the Astros traded, like, I think part of the Verlander deal 
was like the the third. I think it was like their third best prospect, like third, sixth, and ninth or something. They got rid of three of their top ten prospects to get Verlander. Right? Like in theory, you would think your third best prospect has a chance to be pretty good. Right? That dude's a stiff doing nothing, and Verlander's going to win the Cy Young, and he's damn near forty, and he's helped you win a World Series. So like the the problem I have is people get caught up in this world where it's like, how do we? We can't give up these hot minor league prospects. Who cares? I'm old enough to remember Josh saying to trade Kyle Tucker, and I would have, Legends fans, if it was if it was to get Justin Verlander and Kyle Tucker had to be in there, sacrifice, bro. You have to do that. You know, sometimes you have to give up something that has value. I stand by that. And by the way, Kyle Tucker stunk for a while. For a good bit, Kyle uh, Tucker stunk. Yeah, they tra- they traded their number three, number nine, and number 11 prospects. And these are all names that I've never heard. And you're never going to hear of them because they're not good. They're w- so, And again, sometimes you're going to miss. Maybe you will trade a player that ends up being fantastic. But most of the time you won't because they're just, there's a, how many prospects are there? Thousands of minor league players? Tons of players. When you've got a proven commodity who's a legit legendary type player like Verlander was, you can make that move. You know, like, like I see Pinche Pancho Villa says, you know, uh, Whitley. It seems like for seven years Whitley's yeah. been this guy that what people say you can't trade do? Whitley. He ain't done dick. Whitley was one of the guys we'd always talk about yeah. with that. And yeah, and Legends Finch, you're not wrong. Like, you want to shit on me and say tr- that I said to trade Kyle Tucker? I said if it meant to get you a guy like Verlander or a proven commodity that would help you win right away. Last time I checked, when they won the World Series, I don't think Kyle Tucker had a fucking thing to do with that. But Justin Verlander did. So, and who knows? You know, and some guys you trade as part of deals and they become good. Like Joe Musgrove is a good pitcher. But keep in mind that Joe Musgrove was already a big league pitcher when they traded him and it was proven that he could play. Some guys you trade, they're in the minors and they become nothing. Like the Cardinals have this, this shortstop. I don't even know his fucking name. But he's this this shortstop that's supposed to be great. Now I was talking to program director Jonathan, and program director Jonathan's a Cardinals guy too. And he's like, "Well, the only guy I really wouldn't include is the shortstop guy." And I'm like, "Why? Why to to get a dude who's like two and a half, got two and a half or whatever years it is left with you uh, on your team? You're trying to win the division. Stinks, by the way. The Cubs are awful. The Pirates are awful. The Reds are awful. The Brewers are middling. You mean to tell me you wouldn't trade some hot minor league prospect if it meant that it got you Juan Soto, a proven major league commodity, who, by the way, right in the middle of your lineup would have Paul Goldschmidt, Nolan Arenado, and Juan Soto? You would be the favorite to win that division all the time for the next three years. And let's just say that after that happens, you as Goldschmidt gets older, he's in his mid-30s, and as Arenado gets older, Soto will be still 22, from what I understand. He'll never age. He'll be 22, and he'll be there to help you with the next you know, go-round when you replenish. Uh, let's see here. Um, yeah, they refused to trade Tucker or Whitley. Exactly. And they eventually, you know, they didn't trade Tucker. He's turned out to be a very good player. They weren't wrong. Jeff Luno, I mean, he missed on some guys, but that wasn't one of them. They wouldn't budge, and they did that. Josh, you don't remember the Astros 2010-2014. That's, that's what the Astros did. It was terrible. Legends Fence, do you think I didn't fucking live there? Like, when do you think I moved to Houston? Like, you don't remember the 2010 to 2014 Astros. No, we were at many of those games. I do. And I remember the Astros before (laughs) then, too, because I spent my whole life watching the Astros because they were on TV in Baton Rouge. Like, I used to go to those games all the fucking time. You think I don't know the 2010, 11, 12, 13 Astros? I moved at the end of 2013. I lived all that shit. 
Carlos Lee was terrible. Of course Carlos Lee was terrible. What the fuck does Carlos Lee have to do with anything? I am well aware that the Astros sucked. You're not breaking news to me. So anyway, but yes, that team stunk. God, I saw something else today. And um, it was something about players who are going to be eligible for the uh, the Hall of Fame this year oh, in yeah. baseball. I retweeted this. Holy shit, these guys are worthless. Like, I think Beltron's probably a Hall of Famer, and he's the only name on there that popped. The, and by the way, I if I and again, I don't want to get into you know like hardcore, uh, you know, Hall of Fame talk because I'm not an asshole. But some of these things interest me. If you're not going to put Barry Bonds in the Hall of Fame, then real talk. I don't know how these writers can put Carlos Beltran in the Hall of Fame when he was the ringleader of the garbage can banging. So I don't know how Beltran makes it. But out of all those guys who are on there, like the list of these guys, like John Lackey, like, yep, give him a, sign me up for John Lackey in the Hall of Fame and Andre Ethier and Matt Kane. You also take offense because your buddy Lance Berkman didn't even make it to the, another ballot. Like That's true. And by the way, if Lance Berkman wasn't good crap. enough to, to be on the ballot for more than a year, honest to God, outside of Beltron, Lance had a better career than anybody else that's going to be Hall of Fame eligible for the first time this year. better than and, and you can argue his career might have been better than Beltron, although Beltron hit like 420 homers and has like 2,500 hits. So he probably had a better career. But, you know, there's no way that they're going to, uh, the, the, like the, the Hall of Fame voters can justify keeping bonds out and then not, you know, and, and just disregard the fact that you've got a dude like uh, Beltron who is the dude that was the ringleader of that. If you got to be consistent, that's cheating, right? You guys, all these writers are so appalled by the Astros and how awful they are and how terrible they are. Well, then you can't put Carlos Beltran in it. It ruins well, his career. Doesn't that mean, is that part of the player immunity that they were promised? Like, well, Oh, no strike on your record for hall of fame stuff. That's or? not how it works. And those are baseball, right? They can't control what the baseball writers do. So nothing you can do there. Uh, let's I like see. Negro League player. Negro is censored. Yes, it's a legitimate For thing. Bullying. <laughs> I will allow it. That is legitimately a thing. Like that. I don't even want to get into that again. Those fucking people. I need to send Dono. How? We'll post the Dono link for him, Jelly. <laughs> All right, and I haven't even gotten into the, the the thing about our business, but I got so much to get into today. I'm feeling it today. Where should I go next? Should I rant about or not even rant? I'm gonna flex my dick a little bit on that one. Uh, but I've also got Jerry Jones to get to. Uh, but, but, well, how about this? So is is Wally from Leave It to Beaver, is he actually dead or no? According to his wife, no. According to his people, yes. So we don't know. So earlier today they said, like, Jilly told me such and such is dead. I said, who the fuck is that? She goes, it's Wally from Leave It to Beaver. I said, what, what's wrong with him? Well, he's dead. And then you tell me he's not dead. Yeah, so his management team posted a statement on Facebook earlier announcing his death. Tony Dow this is but okay. then his wife says no he's not dead and then they deleted that post oh so I, see. I guess he's still alive but I think he's in bad shape uh, probably like I think he has cancer from what I was reading so he's not dead though Wally is still alive but he's barely breathing in hospice care according to the wife so yes so they- it's 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 I mean it's inevitable well yeah but they killed him early yeah well he made more news than he would have had he just died normally. I don't think he would have actually made news. Who knows? But uh, make sure uh, you uh, 
rest in power, King, when you eventually do die. How about Aaron Rodgers looking like uh, like Cameron Poe in uh, you in love this. I loved. I hadn't seen anybody make that comparison. It was an obvious one, and I saw it all over the internet after. But like that was the most obvious comparison ever. It was brilliant. Dear hummingbird, break out the fine china, chill the lemonade, tie a yellow ribbon around the old oak tree, cause this boy's coming home to his ladies, coming home forever. I just hope I'm not a disappointment to Casey or to you. Can we all agree that Nicolas Cage's southern accent in Con Air was spot on? Can we all agree? Maybe the best southern accent in the history of cinema. I've never seen it. God damn, Jilly. God damn, Jilly. <laughs> How have you not seen Con Air? <laughs> I don't know. God, Con Air is such a good movie. It's so bad, but it's so tasty and delicious. But like, like the beginning of it, he's in jail, and you hear that audio, and it, it, it like it just sounds like H.R. McDonough in or H.R. High, H.I. McDonough in Raising Arizona. Dear Hummingbird, break out the fine china, chill the lemonade, tie a yellow ribbon around the old oak tree, cause this boy's coming home to his ladies, coming home forever. I just hope I'm not a disappointment to Casey or to you. Great call here from Juke1990. He sounds like Brian Kelly. Who's got a better Southern accent? Brian Kelly, which again, spotless, flawless Southern accent. Or Nick Cage, flawless Same accent. Same question that Trevor just asked. I mean, it is perfect. A perfect one. Right, so let me break down Con Air for you really quick. So... Nick Cage is like a, a like a U.S. like he's a, a, a like an Army Ranger Maybe type I'd guy. Maybe I'd like to watch. Well, it. no, I'm not gonna. Sh I'm not gonna. I mean, I, I'm not gonna tell you anything that's gonna like spoil the movie. It's not like it's a deep plot anyway. But in Con Air, so he's like an Army Ranger or some shit, and his wife is in some random fucking town in Alabama. His girlfriend. I don't know if they're married. I think they're married, and she's you know whatever. She's back like tending bar in like Bayou Labatry, Alabama. Like Bubba's probably there. They're shrimping. And he comes back after being like a badass army ranger. Well, these dudes start some shit with him at the bar for whatever reason. They're like, oh, army ranger boy. And then they're like hitting on his lady and shit. He finds out his lady's pregnant and all this. Like her stomach's, she's like pregnant. He's like, oh boy, we're having a baby. Is it his? Well, that, well that's the assumption. Although, oh. here's a fair question. I don't know how long he was away. I don't know that that was his kid. But anyway, so they get into a kerfuffle, right? They put some shit going. They get some, their dukes up. And he uses his like his army ranger skills and kills some guy, so he has to go to fucking jail. So then, like for like years, like probably like five or six years, like the, the the he's in jail, like getting hardened and shit, and like she has the baby and all this, and they write to each other and shit, and then he finally gets out. But to get back home, he's got to get on this fucking airplane with all these real bad motherfuckers like Cyrus the Virus. And, like, these guys are some bad sons of bitches. They'll fuck you up. Like, they're legit bad dudes. And then, like, the key is he's got to make it home. But then, like, spoiler alert. This isn't a spoiler alert. This would be in the trailer. The cons take over the fucking plane. And now Cameron Poe has got to be the fucking hero and land this fucker. And then he's got to get home to his lady. And his kid, who he's never met before, but he's been writing letters to the whole time. That's Casey. Which may or may not be his. I don't know that it's ever confirmed. Uh, I'm assuming it is, but who knows? But I think you should watch Con Air. It's truly one of the greatest movies ever made. It's just nonstop fucking action. And it's great. And it's Nick Cage with a terrible accent and dressed like Aaron Rodgers. All that to tell you that Aaron Rodgers looked just like Nick Cage.
MW Soulgrove says, Josh, please be joking. It's the most horrific Southern accent ever. MW, what? No, listen to this and tell me it's a horrific Southern accent. Dear Hummingbird, break out the fine china, chill the lemonade, tie a yellow ribbon around the old oak tree, because this boy's coming home to his ladies, coming home forever. I just hope I'm not a disappointment to Casey or to you. That is a great Southern accent. Like, I think that's a better Southern accent than Paula Dean. I think that's about as good as you're going to get. Obviously. I think that's going to happen. I, I think that that's great. That and Brian Kelly and the entire cast of All the King's Men, who were all basically English actors using Louisiana accents, those are all the greatest accents ever in film, in cinema. So don't talk shit, M.W. Soulgrove. Your mouth is writing checks that your ass can't cash or whatever, whatever the saying is. Other stuff today. Uh, let me see here. Uh, I have got, um, oh, what was the story you had about the, um, uh, well, oh, oh, the big thing that's uh, the story is, is Harbaugh. So Harbaugh said that if any of his players or his family members had a baby or were pregnant, he'd say, I'd take care of that baby. Yep. That would be my baby. And people are shitting on him for that. I have an idea. How about we just let people say what they believe and then otherwise just fuck off? Like, just let them be. Like everything shouldn't be a federal case. If 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 Harbaugh wants to say he's going to take care of someone's kid if they get knocked up, cool. Like it shouldn't be controversial and it shouldn't be something that should get a guy fired. If someone says they're pro-life, pro-choice, whatever, who fucking cares? Just let them do whatever you want to do. You know? What happens if like seven guys knock up a chick on the team? Well, then I think you're going to get a scene from life. My baby boss. He's lying. I'm the father of that baby boss. Boss. I'm that baby's daddy. Any fool can see that baby belongs to me. I want to differ. That little rascal belonged to me. Proud to say, boss, I'm that baby's daddy. I be the pa, boss. I'm the pa that they're youngin', boss. I'm the pappy. And I'm the pappy. That's going to be Harbaugh. I'm the pappy. I'm the pappy. Let that unborn child be born. And if at that time you don't feel like you can care for it, you don't have the means or the wherewithal, then Sarah and I will take that baby. We got a big house. We'll raise that baby. <laughs> That's how life works. It's like, we got a big house. We'll take care of all of you, like you, like old mother Hubbard. Sorry, you peasants can't afford a child. I can afford 70. I will take care. I make $8 million a year. I will take care of all of your children. So what's going to end up happening now is you're going to get, um, like, you're going to get up there and, like, Everybody on the team's going to knock somebody up. They're like, all right, let's see. I doubled dare you, yep. motherfucker. Said, anybody in the family or in the program. He would, I he double would take dog that dare kid. you. I'm the pepe. I'm the pepe. Be dropping babies off at like Jim Harbaugh's house. Like and leaving them in little like baskets, yeah. like little bassinets. For sure. Like there's someone's gonna knock on the door, like the starting quarterback is gonna knock on the door and run, and there's gonna be a little baby in the basket. Like problem child. Like someone's gonna answer the door. Oh, this child is a blessing. And it's gonna be, you know, somebody's kid, and every day there's gonna be something. Trevor says Jim Harbaugh is gonna open up a daycare. Wouldn't that be something? He just uses his mansion. To start a daycare business. And it's such like a humble brag, too. Like, yeah, sorry that you can't afford a baby, but I've got a giant house, so. So cool. come on over. Come on over. You guys want to fuck around a little bit? Don't, hey, you know what? I would urge you to play it safe, but if you're going to get knocked up, have the baby. Tell your, your baby mama to have the baby. Just bring them to the house. We'll take them. Maybe that's part of his, ah, 
maybe he's got a plan. I don't know how long Harbaugh is going to live. I don't know. He's like in his 50s, 60s probably. But maybe he's got a, a, a plan, and the plan is to have all these talented kids make more talented kids. He's just going to have his own football team. And then he's going to ha- raise these kids, and he's going to have a whole, like in 18 years, he's going to have the most dominant team ever of kids that were literally genetically made to be great football players. They were they came from the spunk of football players and they were raised by a football coach. And now he's got a whole, you got 22 of them. He's hoping everybody on the damn roster has a kid and he is going to raise them. Out of Pepe. See, that's what he needs to do. Uh, this is a great recruiting pitch says juke 1990. I agree. Like, yeah. like, like, like what can help you stand out over all these big money schools? Cause apparently Michigan's not a big NIL school, right? So how can you lure kids to your school? Like, well, I mean, you can go to Alabama, you can go to LSU, you can go to Florida, you can go to Notre Dame, whatever. But Harbaugh comes into your house and says, yeah, but is Nick Saban going to take care of your bastard child? I didn't think so, nope. but I will. Come to Michigan. Out of Pepe. I will be glad to do it. I got a big house. Like, listen, we play in the big house, but we also have a big house at home, and that's where all of the kids, the rascals, we have some little rascals. So look, you don't even have to wrap it up. Go out there and fuck whoever you want. I hope you have more kids. They're going to be super talented football players. They're going to help us win games at Michigan. I guess the question is, though, is he going to pay for – them to have the baby because it's not just you know once the baby's born we can't afford it i mean it's expensive to have a baby he should have had that written into his contract that michigan has to take care of all that (laughs) it's like listen as part of my contract uh i'm going to take care of all of these babies that will one day produce a super football team in 18 years but you guys have to pay for all the medical expenses you got that michigan you doofs you get that Saban would throw a kid down the creek, no question. Say, I don't think Saban's above killing a baby. I don't think he is. <laughs> Whatever like, it takes. Whatever it takes, bro. Like, I like if you ask me, like, what do you think Saban would do? He would push that woman down the stairs. Saban is all about the W. He's eating that some bitch. You think Nick Saban's gonna be like, hey, my starting quarterback got a lady knocked up, coach? I think it's gonna be a distraction. Well, we'll take care of that fucking distraction. Do you think that Jimbo Fisher's worried about distractions? They're on our ass. You know what I'm going to do? Oops. You're, oh, how about you invite your little girlfriend over to the house? Bring her up to the second floor. I'll meet you guys at the top of the stairs. I'll greet her there. God. And Saban's like, he sneezes and actually pushes the lady down the stairs like, oh, no. First of all, he wouldn't. He's got people to do that for him. That's true. That, that's actually fair. What would Coach O have done? Coach O, I think legitimately, Coach O would have eaten that, like, the girl's placenta. <laughs> he would have been in there, like, because he's a hell of a recruiter. Sprinkle some Tonys on it. He would have said, hey, but what up, baby? Oh, get on in there. Throw the placenta in the crawfish like coach, my Like, Coach, my, my, my girlfriend's having a baby. That baby won't be a tiger. He'd make sure that baby born in Louisiana. He'd get over there, and he'd show up. And he'd come on in there and he'd like have like like his Tonys in one hand and like some Tabasco in the other, like some hot sauce. And he'd come in there, treat it like it was an oyster. He and like some crackers. He'd have some crackers. Why don't you put a little placenta on that cracker? And he'd get in there and he'd pour hot sauce and Tonys on the placenta, which is on the cracker. Yep. Go tacos. Coach O doesn't seem like the kind that would, you know, kill a baby for someone. Nick Saban does. I think Nick Saban would kill anyone. Like, I think he would certainly have somebody take care of it. That's not how I feel about Coach O, though. But I could be wrong. I mean, Coach O's a mega MAGA guy. So, I mean, you would think he'd be a pro-lifer, but who knows?
I'm not sure. Earlier, somebody commented that they missed the days of like people just like saying, I just like leaving their politics out of shit. I agree. But I also think if people are going to include their politics and shit, it shouldn't be a situation where if they have the wrong politics, their livelihood should be in jeopardy or they should be fined $100,000 like Jack Del Rio was. Apparently, Jack Del Rio was trending this morning. Did you see that he was trending? So Jack Del Rio... Uh, was trending because there was an anonymous NFL defensive yeah. coordinator. Was it ever confirmed that this was Jack Del Rio? No. Okay. It was just like it was just funny because like, well, I guess I'm gonna have to pick an anonymous defensive coordinator to say that the black quarterback has no chance. <laughs> well, I guess it would be the it'd be the January sixth denier guy, I guess. So and that's why he was trending this morning. I thought that was good. That was a fun time. Old Jack Del Rio. Although he got fucked pretty good having to pay that hundred thousand dollar fine. That is stupid. And everybody is insane. Other stuff. So Jerry Jones was asked about the uh, the job sa- uh, status of um, of Mike uh, McCarthy because that's what he always has to answer because he creates this drama and then acts like he doesn't create the drama. I think Jerry loves it. But this is uh, Jerry Jones talking about uh, uh, the situation with McCarthy. One of the ones I want to address uh, directly because I guess it's uh, uh, the one that... Uh, uh, probably the uh, one that I have the most sensitivity about, and that is Mike and him uh, coaching. And uh, I want to be real clear. He wouldn't be sitting here today if I didn't think he was the man to lead this team to a Super Bowl. He would not be, and I have choices. And uh, so that's not meant to be insensitive to anybody. That's a fact. Like, that is the ultimate. He's like, I think he's going to win a Super Bowl. And understand, I got a lot of people that I could hire. And I'm talking to him. I'm waiting for Sean Payton. Just know that. But I believe in this guy. But I also want, I want, yeah. I also got five other people that want this job. So enjoy it. Like, imagine, like, uh, those were your vows when you got married. Like, let me tell you something. I believe that we're going to be in this for a long time. And I know women because I've got choices. And I chose you. But just know you slip up. I've got options. I've got options. i got options, baby. And I have choices. And I do have choices. So keep that in mind, kiddos. Jarrah's <laughs> got choices. And I have choices. So now you know. Do you miss having to uh, cover training camp here and nothing happening for the next three weeks? No, <laughs> I don't. I There's a guy named uh, Richard Condon who still works in Baton Rouge, and I remember I'd listen to him. He was kind of one of my heroes growing up. Matt used to work with him, and they're like best friends. And I used to listen, and he would always talk about, like, Matt doing training camp stuff, and and Condon would go, hey, call me if somebody gets arrested or breaks a leg. And I'm like, yeah, that's how I feel about it. Who cares? Yep. What's the worst training camp to cover, Josh? All of them? Well, the big news. Especially now. It's nothing but, like, like soft-ass practices. Who cares? The big news here today was that Taylor Lewan has announced that he will be taking a break from social media to focus on camp and the season. Why do you have to make that announcement? Like, hey, guys, just so you know, I actually care about my job this year. I well, he breaking was, news, guys. Is he going to take a break from his podcast, too, or just social media? Because he know. has a podcast that he does during the season, too, Bussin right? with the boys. Yeah. Yeah, I... Because uh, he got a lot of shit here, though, from being on social media all the time. I mean, really. He is. But, like, I really enjoy this. It's like basically last couple of years I've been stealing your money and haven't given a shit about my job, but I'm gonna I'm gonna refocus this now. Time. This time I'm in. I am ready to go. Honestly, they should just ban players from social media during like the season. But that'd be racist. Or I something. know, but nothing good comes from it, and we you've had to learn it the hard way. Yeah, you don't want to do that.
you can't ban people from that, I guess. Although you're waiting for the A.J. Brown tweets. Oh, yeah. Look, I can't wait for the A.J. Brown meltdown. Like today, I saw a story that A.J. Brown went into the team store and bought everybody in the store his jersey. Like, I can't wait for the Philly meltdown. I can't wait. I can't wait for the media to turn on the guy because they're imbeciles. We've talked about this. Philly media people have like five things they, they like to talk about. And one of them is if, you know, you mistreat the fans in some ways, if they give a shit about the fans. But I cannot wait. I cannot wait for the meltdown to happen. It's going to be beautiful. Oh, I can't. I'm just counting down the days. Counting down the days, baby. It's going to be exciting. Can't wait. Now. And old Julio Jones, he signed with uh, Tampa Bay. Yeah, what a putz. <laughs> like, that dude came here to Tennessee and was a total dud, was hurt the whole time. Now he's like, I got to go chase a ring, go team up with Tom. Tom's going to play till he's 50, and all these hacks that can't get a, a ring are just going to go team up with him and try to get one. Anyway, before we get out of here, I will share with you a story. So as you know, we're in the process of dissolving our LLC, our LLC, Luther Pup Productions. Uh, after I saw all the taxes, the local taxes and bullshit state taxes that they levy upon you in Tennessee, I decided that this is not worth it. Um, we're just going to do it, you know, like people that have food trucks do. Yep. I'm not going to have an LLC. I'm just going to have people, sponsors, and everybody pay me through PayPal, whatever. I pay my fucking taxes. I'm not some fucking asshole. Taxation's theft, by the way, but I pay my fucking taxes and my federal taxes and everything else. I'm not a criminal. I'm not I'm not Blade, okay? So I'm a, I'm a stand-up citizen. But when I learned that this bullshit, these bullshit taxes for my LLC were coming down from the state of Tennessee, we're like, fuck this. So we're just we're in the process of dissolving our LLC. Problem is, I had to pay off whatever taxes were still there because I got a letter from the state of Tennessee, and they're like, "Hey, you might owe some taxes." So there was like a, a like a franchise and excise tax, and that was like a hundred bucks. And I said, "Fuck it, I'll pay this." There was another tax that was like twenty bucks or something, so I paid it. Then there was a sales tax, was like a sales and something else tax. I forgot exactly what it was, like sales and something. And they needed to know the gross. Or whatever. They needed to know how much, and then there was a percentage of the gross that we made or something that was going to determine how much I had to pay in this tax, right? So I entered all the numbers they needed to know today, and I was going to owe like $5,000 in That's taxes. insane. And I said, the fuck I am. In addition to the already the tax we filed with the federal government. Yeah. Oh, I've already paid my tax. Oh, totally. Yeah. Like, 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 again, I was a, a single member LLC. That was how Luther Pup Productions was set up. So I paid my fucking taxes on my income. Like, I'd basically be getting, like, double fucking taxed in my mind, right? But it was a sales tax, right? There was a local sales tax and a for state sales. For tangible goods. For, for, yes. So here's what I did. I was like, shit, I was worried at first. I'm like, how am I going to pay, like, five, six grand on these fucking taxes? that I didn't even fucking know exists, right? So I started digging. I just started Googling shit. I'm like, I'm going to find something. So after I worked out, I sat in the parking lot of the gym in the car. And like I'm like scrolling through this shit. And I'm like, all right, what, what is there something I can find in here? Because this is bullshit. And like I've talked about this on the air. Like it's bullshit what these small businesses have to go through and the taxes they have to pay. Like these are the people you want working. You want that happening. But the government doesn't want that because the government wants all these people that they're in bed with, the Walmarts and everybody else to benefit. And they want to kill the little man, right? That's what they're into and fine, right? They don't want small businesses to, to succeed. That's why they bend them over. So I start searching and I'm like, I'm reading every detail. I looked up exemptions for sales tax, right? In, in, in uh, sales and whatever tax in the state of Tennessee. And I go, okay, let me see this. 
And at one point, it was something along the lines of tangible goods. Like, do you sell, like, you are exempt if you don't sell anything tangible. I'm like, I don't fucking sell anything. I sell commercials. Like, people buy spots on the show. That's it. For the most part, it's just, there ain't nothing tangible about the bulk of what I'm doing. So I'm like, this is bullshit. This is stupid. Like, I like it is absurd. So... I called this this Tennessee Department of, 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 of revenue. revenue. And I'm like, listen, I found this. I'm looking at this. My business, like how can you charge me like a sales tax and a sales and whatever tax if I'm not out here actually giving anybody anything? And by the way, the people that are buying these commercials are all in fucking Texas. None of this is happening here. Everybody that buys an ad on my show, on my podcast, is somebody who's in Texas. Or South Carolina. Or yes, that's it. And Dr. Busby. That's it. So I call them. I'm like, this is this is bullshit. Like, I don't understand. They're like, well, uh, and, ba- and to their credit, it was like, well, you've basically discovered the loophole that works. So go in here, change blank, blank, and blank, and you won't have to pay this. And I said, you bet your fucking ass I don't have to fucking pay this trying to bend Josh Ennis over, trying to fuck me in the ass. No, Josh Ennis fucks you in the ass. Fuck that. And MW Silgo brings up, well, we have to be careful because Biden wants to start taking taxes from business for PayPal, but we already do. Yeah. We, we actually actually have our PayPal tax forms already. So. Yeah, they like PayPal and all these send you tax forms. Yeah, you report that already. And you report, so yeah, so yeah, like basically, so in my mind, I'm getting double taxed for this shit. But like, you probably you. honestly could have easily not reported like the PayPal and donos and stuff. You very easily probably could have just like, Whoop. well, but I we try to do I things the right way. Well, I couldn't do that because again, they give you, I think, what is it? A 1099. I'm like, sure not everybody who gets PayPal and Etsy donations reports those. I, I, they must. Cause I'm not a business on there. So like there's a tax section of PayPal. And, and when you look at PayPal, now maybe, maybe I, I don't think that I think most people do now and there's a tax and it shows you, what you've made and all that. So, um, like, I, I mean, I wasn't going to not report well, it. No, I'm saying, but I'm sure there's plenty of people who don't do that. And well, then if they do, they're going to get caught because those are 1099s. I believe it's a 1099, but whatever it is, it is a legit tax form. So if those people don't pay that, they will probably get popped for that because it is a, it is like PayPal is issued. And I don't mind that. Like, I think t- taxation is bullshit. Taxation is theft, all that. I'm down with that. But like, and, but whatever, it's, it's the rule, you pay your taxes, whatever. But these small business people get hosed, man. They get really screwed. I'm just an asshole doing a podcast, and I'm going to quit my business and just do it a different way, you know? But, like, these, there's people out here who are trying to make a living. They want to have a small business. We, we encourage people to start small businesses. Then we price them out of shit and overtax them for stuff. And these are people who want to do something. And we sit here and we reward people who don't want to do anything. People who want to sit on their fucking asses all day, we reward them. And people are out here grinding and trying to make a fucking living and trying to do something for themselves. We're like, oh, no, we're going to tax you here, here, and here. Like, why in this country with the fucking lousy politicians we have do we want to punish people who are trying to move the economy forward and reward more deadbeat losers who don't want to do anything. That's bullshit. And fuck that. So, I, man, that, that pissed me off. Well, and as far as we know, there's not like a franchise or any of this stuff for Texas. No, Texas rules. As far as we know. Yeah, when, no, I, I would have known that by now. This to no, it won't, it won't. It won't because they would have done that over the last three years. I've seen none of that. So Texas rules, at least when it comes to that. Texas does a good job with it. But like Tennessee, what are you doing? Like, why would you start an LLC in Tennessee and like, now, now, I guess in, to some degree, there are some people who have an LLC that's not just a single member. They have employees, yeah. so it's different. Me, the income that comes in here, it's reported on our taxes, right? So I'm a single member, LL, like, you know, a, a single member LLC. 
That's why the asshole government should have to get jobs and pay taxes too. join the rest of the population, says Lou Rages. Thank you. Like, uh, I try not to get hyper-political on here anymore, but overall, the government fucking sucks. And I feel bad for small business people, man. Because, like, we're in a, like, a small business is a big deal around here. Like, there's a ton of little small mom and pops around our mm-hmm. area and shop local and all that. Imagine all the shit these people have to pay to these assholes here. Like, give me a break, man. And then, of course, you still have to pay, you still have to pay the fees to shut down the business. Correct. In so, both states as well. Correct. So that's the process I'm going through now. But like, I'm not going to like, I, I'm not, it's not worth it. Like all the, then I have to pay all these fees to like Zen business and shit. I'm like, I'm not going to do that. Quick books it, it, take yep. money. Yep. If I have, if I'm going to sit here and have, uh, you know, sponsors on the show, they will do it via Venmo or PayPal or cash app or, or whatever. But the reality is the small businesses get screwed because these big government people aren't going to screw Walmart. They're not going to screw target. They're not going to screw the big time people. They're going to screw the mom and pops. Because the mom and pops don't do anything for them. They don't they're like they're, they don't they don't feed them the way a Walmart does. So screw that, man. Remember in the summer of 2020, Wokes told you let small businesses die if it saves one life. They did. That's actually true, Joe. Shut everybody's businesses down because if you if you if it saves one life, that was the big talking point yes. in that summer. If it just saves one life, then we need to stay home. And then you killed a bunch of small businesses. Like it hurts me, physically hurts me to see people who want to do good and want to build something. Because there's so many losers in this country who don't want to build anything. They just want to suckle off the teat and bitch when they don't get what they think they deserve. And they're not out there hustling. Like we can make fun of my dad. I'll tell you who fucking hustles. Oh yeah. My dad. My dad always finds a way to make it. My dad's never going to be living in a box because my dad always finds a way. He's a hustler. Like he was sweating a little bit during the Rona. But he's a hustler. But he found a way. Because he finds a way to make it. Because he's a hustler. My dad doesn't want to be a loser that sits on his ass and asks for the government to bail him out. Problem is these shitty politicians have created a world where that's what they want you to be because they need you to be dependent upon them. Like, like they're a drug. And they need you. And you need them. And it sucks. And I'm not some anti-Walmart guy or anti-Target. Like, great, we all benefit from the fact that, like, you know, shit's cheaper at Walmart than it is at your local IGA store. But it's still bullshit the way these small businesses are treated. We should be encouraging these people to keep the economy moving instead of being a deterrent to them. Because I, I love, like, like these people that go out and have their own, like, clothing stores. Or they have, a, you know, people want to do whatever their art or sell little knickknacks and trinkets or whatever they want to do. Yeah. If they're passionate about it and they want to do it, we should be encouraging that. But the, the government doesn't. Not with their actions. Certainly not with that shit. So, fuck that. We're out. Fuck it. We're out of the small business game. And we're just going to do it a different way and see how it goes, man. But... We've obviously got a great audience of people and people who don't know and everything. And that was another thing. Like, there's a good portion of the, the revenue from this that comes from donos. Like, literally, no goods or services are traded whatsoever. Right. It's just people like, hey, we love the show. Here's 20 bucks. You know, there are, uh, unless you count doing shots as a service. And it's certainly not tangible. No, it's not. So, <laughs> oh, God. Cindy Newt says, remember Farmore? I was thinking about that place randomly. I do oh, yeah. remember Farmore. Yeah. Farmore was good. Yeah. I mean, Cindy Newt, you're a small business owner, right? I bet you they give you the gravy pipe. You're just out there trying to make it. You're not bitching. You're not complaining. You're out there hustling. That's why I love you. But at least you're not in Tennessee. Correct. If you're in Tennessee, I mean, they would give you the, the they would cornhole you to no end. 
But I appreciate that, man. I appreciate you, the, the hustle. I respect people. M.W. Sogrove says, we're trading your liver for our money. Well, goods and services, shit. Don't tell anybody. <laughs> Take this off. Don't post this. So we're deleting this video instantly. This is being edited as we speak. I'm planning to edit this. But uh, anyway... All right, so I guess we should go. We got it. We got we got some pork in the old crock pot. You got to go get Luther. I do, and then we got I got a pork jelly. No, that didn't come out right. No, no. Nope. Jelly's got a pork me. That would actually be more accurate in this instance. Anyway, so we're getting out of here. You guys are great. We love you. We'll see you later.